When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Alan Wilkins is a former Glamorgan and Gloucestershire cricketer. He's um, one of the world's brilliant broadcasters. Uh, if there's ever a definition of an all-rounder, uh, this man has done it all. We've heard him uh, do cricket. We've heard him uh, do rugby, golf, tennis. He has been to all the big events around the world, and there's a really big event unfolding in England as we speak, uh, and that's the Ashes, which uh, starts tonight, New Zealand time. Uh, Alan Wilkins joins us from uh, his home in Wales. Good morning to you, New Zealand time. Good evening to you, Mr. Wilkins, at Welsh time. <laughs> yeah, time in Wales is the same as it is in London, so uh, we don't have our own time scale here. But, Stockley, good to hear your voice. And, it's uh, it, it, well, uh, we're all fascinated with this amazing contest that's going to start tomorrow, uh, you know, uh, so many questions. So uh, I'm looking forward to chatting about it to you. So many matchups too, uh, Wilco. Uh, first of all, uh, what are you expecting from uh, the conditions at Edge Baston? Well, for the last four or five weeks, we have not had rain. Um, there's been uh, there's been isolated thunder showers, but it's been very very warm. Uh, the pitch that has been laid here, it's got some grass on it, but of course they can take the last cut on the morning of the match. There is some grass on it, but everyone's talking about the threat of Nathan Lyon because Nathan Lyon with 487 test wickets is a far cry from Moeen Ali, who's been drafted into the England side. Uh, and the last time he played was 21 months ago, almost two years ago that he last bowled with a red ball. So I think spin... Nathan Lyon, key factors in this uh, in this series. But they're, they're, I just want to give you a little quote here, Stockley, that to me, Pat Cummins, the Australian captain, sums up the, the whole contest for me. And he says that England are obviously a very good white ball team, but test cricket is different. The ball moves a bit differently. You can't always bat exactly like you would like to in a one-day game and I think that's the strength of our bowling unit. Now, to me, that's the crux of this battle. I think it's, uh, he summed it up beautifully, um, but we both know Brendan McCullum, and Brendan McCullum, I can see the, his face uh, scrunching as he hears that and saying, you watch us, you watch us, Paddy, you watch <laughs> us have a crack. So um, I think that, uh, to me, the essence of this uh, is the intent that England want to play at and whether Australia will let them. I think that might just sum it up. Yeah, 100%. Can, that's, that's the huge question. Can, can England, you know, with Duckett and Crawley, Pope, Root, Harry Brook, Ben Stokes, how fit is the skipper himself, can they go at 100 miles an hour as they have done under Brendan McCullum? And incidentally, he hates the word basketball, you know. They're always, every newspaper, every radio show, every television show here talks about basketball, but he hates it. And, you know, he doesn't like that. He just says, all I have um, done with this England team is made them feel that if they fail, they don't have to worry about it. You, you know, he feels that go out there, express yourselves, be, you know, be who you want to be, uh, but don't worry. If it doesn't come off, don't worry about it. 
so you know Baz, you know Brendan McCullum. I mean, the way he played his cricket was was that was the way he did it, right? And I don't think he worried. He said, "That's the way I play. That's the way I play for Kolkata Knight Riders. That's the way I play for the Black Caps." And I think he has installed in this England dressing room a sense of belief. But as you say, Stockley, will Australia allow them to do it? That's the huge question here. And no one, uh, I, I honestly, I, I really feel it's on a knife edge, the series. There's so much quality um, in both these sides, if you look down the list. But uh, they've got one thing in common. They've both got uh, opening partnerships who, um, well, I won't say are unproven, uh, because Warner and Kawaja have great numbers, but lately and in England conditions, those numbers, are particularly for Warner, Kawaja's never played that well in England. There's a big question mark over both opening combinations for me. Yes, there is, um, and and a lot of a lot of the um, pundits are saying it's it's Broad against Warner to set the tone. Stuart Broad has been selected for England ahead of Mark Wood. There's a question mark for me over the the strength of this England bowling lineup, but those opening partnerships. You're right. Usman Khawaja's got three centuries against England. All of them in Sydney. Hasn't got a century in England. David Warner has got centuries against England in in Australia, not in England. So so very much you're looking at that Australia lineup: Labuschagne, Smith, and Travis Head. That's your engine room right there for England. Ben Duckett unproven but he you know recently got a big hundred zach crawley ollie pope there's a big question mark about those first three for england joe root coming at four harry brook at five and ben stokes at six bairstow gives them some ballast at seven with moen ali at eight so i think to set the tone you've got two 36 year olds in warner and kuaja and you've got two uh a 28-year-old Ben Duckett and 25 years of age Zach Crawley, but his test average is 28. Zach Crawley. So I think there's question marks for England there. Uh, Ian Chapel is a very learned man. We both know him very well. He says um, he's a bit worried about the congestion of this series. It's, it starts and finishes very quickly by Ashes terms, which means that's a heck of a lot of workload in a short space of time. He believes uh, because of that. Um, Australia might have an advantage because they've got slightly more depth in their quick bowling area. I think Ciappelli's spot on. The first test starts tomorrow, June the 16th, and then it goes to Lords Headingley, Old Trafford, the Oval. It finishes July the 31st. There's not a test match in this country in August. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's because the home broadcaster wants the month of August for the 100. And it wants it for Premier League football. So can you imagine an Ashes Test Series, five tests in the space of 46 days? So fitness will be a key factor. There's a, there's a question mark about the uh, England lineup. You've got James Anderson, who hasn't played a lot in the last two months. Ollie Robinson has had an injury. Stuart Broad is the one bowler who's been playing red ball cricket for Nottinghamshire. And of course, there's no job for Archer uh, to, to take his place in this side. Mark Wood has been out of cricket, hasn't played first class since December. Ben Stokes, heavily bandaged left knee. Will he bowl? He bowled in one match in, in the IPL for Chennai Super Kings. So I think there's a big question mark for England, much more than there is for Australia. And I think Chappelle's bang on there. Rightio, let's uh, look at uh, the two blokes of a given uh, Australian nightmares 
over the years. But uh, you and I are both uh, getting on a wee bit, Wilco. But so is Jimmy Anderson. So is Jimmy Anderson and so is Stuart Broad, I think it's fair to say. And we've all had leg issues. Um, what, kind of, what, what kind of dividend are they going to get out of Jimmy Anderson in all likelihood here? Well, I, I think to watch him bowl uh, at Edgbaston, um, if England, I, I, you've got to watch him. He's 40 years of age. He's played 179 test matches. It's his 10th Ashes series. Stuart Broad, it's his 9th Ashes series. Jimmy, you know, uh, you, you, you feel how long can this guy keep going? He, he hasn't got the pace to bowl in Australia, but he's got the guile and the craft and the skills to bowl in England with the Duke Sports. So he can do it in this country. Will it be a swan song? It surely has to be. So what's the dividend? They, I think England are really looking to Jimmy Anderson with Stuart Broad. But will they open the bowling together? I'm not sure if they will. I think it could be Anderson and Ollie Robinson to take the new ball, with Stuart Broad possibly to take the first change, except the David Warner factor and you know that mm. Stuart Broad gets into David Warner uh, like a like a bad boar at the bar. You just can't get rid of him. He's talking to you all day long, and that's what he does to David Warner. I like the the look of um, uh, the matchup uh, in the top spot. I mean, the Steve Smith Joe Root matchup for me, I, I think is uh, it's going to be one of the symbols of this series because. Uh, this Steve Smith is playing some wonderful cricket and uh, we know what this all means to Joe Root and uh, they're part of the Fab Four, I put Williamson in there, I, you know, I, 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 I put uh, yeah. Joe Root in there, I, I just think they're the Fab Four with Coley and um, I, I just think this matchup could also be quite a defining factor. Yeah, you're right, uh, Steve Smith loves batting in England, you know. Um, I think it's something like uh, 11 test hundreds or, or nine test hundreds in his last 11 outings here. Seven centuries, sorry, in his last 11 test matches in England. Steve Smith has got seven centuries. He needs just 53 more runs to reach 9,000 test runs. And of Australians, ahead of him, only Alan Border, Steve Waugh and Ricky Ponting. So he's greedy. He loves getting amongst bowlers and he loves occupying the crease. And it's the same for Joe Root. I think Joe Root has found his mojo. He's averaging 50. Steve Smith averages 60. So these two guys are hungry, and they've got to want to. They've got to want to eat this cricket. They've got to want to stay there. You know what it's like, Stockley. These guys. You know, this is where the question mark about baseball. Can Joe Root play the sort of way that England have played, or if when the chips are against the wall, against the likes of Stark? and Hazelwood or Scott Boland and Nathan Lyon, do you, get, do you revert to test type? Is that what Joe... This is the big question. Can Joe Root go out there and play every shot in the book and hope to get 150? I'm not so sure that he can. You've played test cricket. You've played at the very highest level. There comes a time where you think, hell, we've got five days to occupy here. So I think you're right in the sense that Steve Smith and, and of course, Marnus Labashain for Australia are absolutely key as is Joe Root, and, for me, Harry Brook batting at five. Great call, because it's a nice segue into this question. Um, I mean, how much do we really know about Harry Brook, and how much are we re about to find out? 
Uh, I think that's a $64 million question. He had a one century in the uh, IPL. Don't, don't go on IPL numbers. It's, it's a different game. At IPL or T20 cricket, that's, that's just something far removed from what Harry Brook has got ahead of him here. I first saw him in New Zealand in 2018 at the Under-19 World Cup. I even thought then, I thought, oh, he looks a good player, this fella. Okay, move on five years. He's 24 years of age. He's got seven test matches. Only seven, but he averages 81. So I, I think he's the real deal. A lot of players, Michael Vaughan, former Yorkshire and England captain, he's saying he's the real deal. And I think it's quite comfortable for him to be going in at five after Joe Root. So the pressure is not on him at, say, three, where Ollie Pope is going to go in. So, yeah, there's a question mark. Harry Brook, what has he got? Can he do it uh, at this level against Boland, Cummings, Stark, Hazelwood, Nathan Lyon? Uh, it's a huge question, Stockley. Uh, there are so many questions, and they're about to be answered uh, tonight. Um, New Zealand time, of course, tomorrow, England uh, English time, and that will be at Edge Baston, first test of five. I cannot let you go, Alan Wilkins, without asking you <laughs> just a little, just a little bit, because there's a little matter of a rugby World Cup at the end of the year. Just a little question or two about um, Warren Gatland and Welsh rugby, because I know you're quite passionate about that. Ah, <laughs> oh, Stockley, we're we're in a bit of a mess here in Wales. I can tell you that, and um, it's not of Warren Gatland's doing. I can tell you that he had 12 great years here. The jury is out whether the recall of Warren Gatland, you know, you've had a coach who's been for a dozen years. Do you, co do you go back and say, come on, Warren, come and sort it out for us? There's a, whilst rugby's been in a bit of a mess and has been for the last couple of seasons, a lot of top, well-worn players have resigned, have, have finished. You know, you've got Alan Wynne-Jones, Justin Tipperick. They've said, no, we're not going to go to France. I think that makes it a bit easier for Warren Gatland. He's got to get young legs, fresh blood into this Welsh camp. But to have seen them in this last six months playing cheapest, you'd think, is this a Welsh rugby team? They lost to Georgia, lost to Georgia at Cardiff. They've lost the expression that is Welsh rugby, the, 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 the way to go out there and play, run the ball. Honestly, it, it looks as if, where's the leadership? So I hope that Warren Gatlin gets it back for Wales. He has got a huge task on his hand. And um, I think if we, when we run up against the likes of Fiji, they could bang us off the park. It, it, it could be ugly, but I think we've got a long way to go yet. Wilco, absolutely fantastic to catch up with you, mate. Um, and, and I know that uh, you're about to sit down and have a pleasant little uh, uh, vino <laughs> to, to, end this, uh, to end this day for you uh, with your wife. So uh, my best to her, and uh, I will so look forward to catching up with you uh, perhaps uh, somewhere on the Asian continent in a, in a few months' time. That would be special. Love working with you. Stock, Stockley would be great. Lovely. Thanks for the chat. Really enjoyed it. Good luck, and let's see how it goes starting at Edgbaston. Cheers, Stockley. Yeah, cheers, uh, Alan Wilkins uh, from Wales. Uh, that's just fantastic.